Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, World Series Game 1 Recap. Braves had an impressive victory over the Astros. Mike Tomlin on the USC job. Packers and Cardinals showdown for Thursday Night Football. And some NBA talk. Warriors and Bulls both off the hot starts to the season. All that and more coming up. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. It's Wednesday, middle of the week, and I'm already looking forward to the weekend for some football. But, you know, we're going to talk a little bit of football. We have a great game coming up on Thursday night. The first topic of the day, we're talking some World Series. Game 1, Braves' impressive victory over the Astros by a final of 6-2. to two. But the story of the game was starting pitcher Charlie Morton of the Atlanta Braves, who threw 16 pitches on a broken leg. He had a line drive hit off the leg of him in the second inning. And, you know, you see it all the time in baseball. They kind of, like, grimace a little bit, shake it off. Um, and you don't think really anything of it. That was a 102-mile-per-hour shot they ended up to his right fibula in the second inning. Um, Charlie Morton... Going up against his former team, who he won the uh, 2017 ring with. Beloved in Tampa. And impressive starts for the Rays. Now he's in the, back in the World Series for the Braves. And this happens. And he threw 16 pitches on a broken leg. He got out of the second inning. Cam comes back out in the third inning. Throws six pitches, including a strikeout on Tuve on a nasty curveball. And that was it. Broken fibula. So he threw 16 pitches again on a broken leg. Going out there. Talk about a guy. This is what you like in sports. You know, laying it all out in the line. Going out there. He knew something was wrong. Then it was like, yeah, something really is wrong. I can't even put my uh, pressure on my foot now. uh, And it's broken. (laughs) This Braves team, we thought when they lost Ronald Acuna Jr. What, like? to a torn ACL, you would never think this team would make it to the World Series because he's like one of the best players in baseball. This team has come over adversity. They're out there putting their literally legs on the line. <laughs> and they've come away with it. They made big-time moves during the trade deadline. One guy in particular, Adam Duvall, who brought back in to be a Brave. He homered last night. He's one of the reasons why. They won the game and why they've been great this whole year. All those acquisitions they made. So, and for Charlie Morton, going out there on a broken leg saying that's something you love to see in sports. Some, I mean, it's the World Series. You never know when you're going to get back. I mean, it's game one, spotlight on you. You're going out there doing your thing. That's crazy. And... This Braves team, the relievers came in through 20 great innings to close it out. We'll see how that affects the series going forward. But um, the bullpen has already been used up in the, in the very first game. Right, we'll see how 
if the series you know progresses, if that becomes an issue later on, the bullpen bullpen being worn out. So we need an impressive start tonight. They were the first team last time to score in the first three innings of a World Series in in the history, too. By the way, Jorge Soler in the first inning hits a home run, the first swing of the World Series. He was in one of the acquisitions I was talking about back in the, during the trade deadline, back in July. He's, he's one of the ones they brought in to make up for the Ronald Acuna Jr. injury. And look, first inning, bang. First swing of the World Series. The first pitch go, then the next one, gone. Valdez left it over the plate, sinker. Out. Braves team has overcome injuries. This Braves team has shown their resilience. This Braves team has shown their hearts. But it's not count the Astros just yet. Dusty Baker saying it's only game one. We'll see how it goes. I'll expect Altuve and the old crew to play a little bit better. And we'll see. I like the Braves. I just want the Braves to win, honestly, because the Astros are um, against the whole thing that happened when they won. So... I still, we all still think they're cheaters. We boom every chance we get, but they're in the World Series again. And we'll see what happens. But I kind of really pulling for this Braves team just because I don't want to see the Astros win. All right. Now, this next topic I want to talk about is Mike Tomlin and this USC job. Now, this is the most bogus storylines, bogus things I've probably ever heard, for one. Because Mike Tomlin is the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the most iconic franchises in the history of sports and still is. The fan base for the Steelers is insane. The franchise has only had three head coaches in its entire existence and has existed forever. Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. He wins every year. He's never had a losing season in 14 years at, as the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. He's won a Super Bowl there. And a, write, or a reporter asked him, what do you think about the USC opening? His answer was classic. Why are you asking me this dumb question? There's not a blank check a booster can sign. I don't want to ever see say never, but never. <laughs> Classic answer. Mike Tomlin's a G. One of the best head coaches in the NFL. Why? Why ask a stupid question about that? And what I liked about him, too, was he said, you're not going to ask Andy Reid or uh, Sean Payton that question, right? And the answer would be definitely no. So, why ask him? I think some of it really is just because of the money involved in college football now is crazy. Especially with player likeness now being approved. They can make their own money and all that stuff. They're not going to hold sanctions on them for it anymore, or find schools or, you know, get a kick them out of the college playoff or make them ineligible for it. Now for some of this money. Um, but 
for that. <laughs> Mike Tomlin has the greatest job in sports. He has one of the greatest jobs in, in sports. Why would you give it up to go to USC? If maybe if you're like on the verge of losing your job, things were going well, but that's never happened to him. If he was like four and 12 and you know, Pittsburgh was just trying to move in a different direction or something. And that came up. I still don't think it would take it. It's crazy to ask that a very respectable coach, one of the best in the league, having the, the most dream job, one of the most dream jobs you can possibly have taking a USC job. And that's his college just being football. They think USC, LSU, you know, Alabama, Clemson, like you think these big time colleges, Oklahoma, they want to make splashes when it's time for a big change. Like we got to get the splashiest coach. That's like Nick Saban. Why, like, why would Nick Saban ever leave Alabama? You know, LSU jobs opening back up, but he would not even think about going back to LSU when everything is perfect in Alabama. It's like I'll him that. So what a bogus question about all this. And I'm glad Mike Tomlin answered it the way he did. I'm glad he addressed it to the media and said, that's that. Don't ever ask me again. Because one of the kind of a gangster moment too was when he, anybody else want to ask me about USC or a college opening? Anybody. And the whole room was just silent crickets here. <laughs> and that was it. Over. Conversation done. Don't ever ask Mike Tomlin again. Yes, let's get into some NBA talk now. And I want to get into the Warriors and Bulls. Both teams starting off. Four no impressive starts. We'll start with the Warriors here. Are the Warriors for real? Are they going to be like title contenders? That seems to be the question everybody's asking now because they're not even full strength and they jump out 4-0. Are they going to be a playoff team? I think absolutely this year. And title contenders, not just this, don't get caught up with that just yet, but maybe so once the second half of the season starts when they get everybody back, especially Klay Thompson. Now, so far this year, Steph Curry says, Showing why he can still be an MVP. He's averaging 29 points a game. And now he's getting his rebounds up. He's averaging over eight through four games. So Steph Curry's come out here balling. Um, but when we really look at this roster, why are they winning? Like, I don't, this roster should, it's not a very great, good roster. It's not great. It's kind of average. You still got Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins is kind of the main guys, but Draymond Green still. Does okay, does his thing, but it really shouldn't be like a winning roster when you really look at it. But anyways, they're four no. Jordan Poole's coming along a lot better. He's averaging fifteen. Damian Lee's getting fourteen. He had a, what he had twenty one last night in a victory over the Thunder. So like, these guys are playing pretty damn well. It's the style, the way Steph Curry plays. These role players are really kind of feeding into it and playing some great basketball. We'll see how it keeps going because when Clay comes back, I think the team could be really scary. When Wiseman, their draft pick from last year, can come back into the fold, that would help out their depth too. And then this year's first round pick in Jonathan Kaminga, 
He's out right now when he comes back. So they're going to get depth. And they're getting these, these young guys back. So, and then on top of that, getting Clay. Now, the Clay injuries, I mean, I'm really scared from one of the great players in this league. We had two gruesome back to back injuries. He basically hasn't played ball in a couple of years, but he can come back, do his thing. He wants to prove everybody wrong. He's talking about it. He's excited about his return. This Warriors team, can they be in the playoffs? I think absolutely. Now, title contenders right now, let's not get ahead of ourselves just yet with that. But the way Steph Curry's playing, my goodness, the guy is showing why he can still be an MVP. Now, let's talk about the Chicago Bulls. They're 4-0 also, laying off the hot start. They were my biggest winners in NBA free agency this year, and it's paying off so far. I've loved the moves, even dating back to the last year. Here, and then the trade deadline, they got Nikolai Vujicic from the Vujicic. I can never say his name right. Vujicic, Vujicic. There we go. <laughs> um, from the Magic, like that is, it was a great move. He's averaging double-double so far. And fitting him in now with Zach Levine getting help. DeMar DeRozan coming in. Lonzo Ball, those are two big acquisitions. And Alex Caruso Playing some great defense and catching lobs. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls team is looking great. DeMar DeRozan, of course, um, 22.5 points a game so far. Zach Levine's having 25.5 a game so far. So Zach Levine's getting his help. He's doing a little thumb injury, but it's nothing too serious right now. So that's starting five. Got a major overhaul. Organization GM made some big moves, even back to the last trade line. And this year's free agency overhaul of most of the roster. And I love this team. They're going to be in the playoffs. There's another one that's on the rise. I guess you'll be looking out for. They stay healthy. This starting five is really something. Um, I expect them to get in the playoffs, like I said, but title contenders for them in the East, no way. <laughs> Let's just say that right now. No way. Unless somehow they get another crazy deal. Um, but... That's my view on the Bulls. I like the team. They're my winners in free agency in this offseason. They're on the rise. Expect big things to come out of Chicago for once since like the Derrick Rose era when that was exciting to watch. Chicago Bulls fans, I'm ha are happy. I'm happy to see them, you know, back to being a good basketball team. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, rumors continue. So, so this is something I just wanted to address real quick before we get into that. Thursday night football marquee matchup of the week between the backers and Cardinals. So like Deshaun Watson, the rumors circulate. There's even a report came out yesterday that they have agreed to compensation with the Miami Dolphins. Deshaun Watson's on the move. It's going to happen. But it hasn't happened. Brian Flores addressing the media. We got Stephen Ross ignoring the questions. Miami, yes or no? Just say yes or no. Uh, it seems like a lot of rumors going on trying to push a trade to another team. And Deshaun Watson can open up his availability of waving his no trade clause to another team. But that seems false too. Everything is this seems false, 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 and more false. The Carolina owner said, and they're all reporting from, from this now too, 
I'm not trading for Deshaun Watson. We got our team. That's it. At least he came out and said no. Right? Miami has to come out and said no. They seem to keep speculating. They lost six in a row now. Tua came back. There's rumors that he's on the move. But they keep bringing it. Brian Flores keeps having to address the media. He addressed it again today in his press conference. Like, um, two as a guy. I've reiterated it for him. Um, uh, uh, I, I had a meeting with him last week. Um, I I hear the rumors. Um, I guess all he talks, and I'm I'm a kind of, quite frankly, I'm getting kind of tired of hearing it. Just say yes or no. Will you trade for Deshaun Watson? Just factually say no. You keep saying two is our quarterback right now, and this is that. The rumors have been going on since the offseason. Rumors started again in the training camp. Rumors started after in week one. Rumors started when Tua fractured his ribs. It's been ongoing saga all year long. Now he's still able to play. He hasn't been put on a commissioner exempt list for the allegations that have been brought against him. Um, there seems to be no movement in any of it, and there won't be any until February. Uh, so the NFL can't really suspend him or not, but if these acquisitions and like allegations are true, then you just got a player that you can't really do anything with, and that's a hit to your franchise even more, and this doesn't seem like worth the risk. Um, but these are all allegations. We don't know if they are true or false. But it seems like any rumor revolving around Deshaun Watson and being traded is false. Miami Dolphins are the only team he's going to waive a no trade clause for. That's a fact, 100%. Texans want three first round picks. That's a fact, 100%. Dolphins aren't budging on what they want to offer. Guess Houston's not either. But let's get it straight. Deshaun Watson, the only team he wants to play for is Miami. Miami is stuck with Tua since they decided to go with him over Justin Herbert. He's not the answer, but he's not the only problem. Same thing as being a Miami Dolphin fan you get every year. You think you're on the up. You think the team is moving in a different place. And it all comes crashing down on top. They're a first-round pick that they own. The Philadelphia Eagles have. If they keep losing, the Eagles are getting their top five pick, most likely. They have to win now. So they don't garner up that huge pick. They're going to give it to them anyway, but I'm just saying, that trade that they made, when they were at number three last this past year in the draft, trade down the six, or excuse me, they trade down like 12, right? With the Eagles... Made two trades to move back up to sixth spot. They trade from the third, oh, excuse me, third to the 12th, like the 49ers pick. 49ers moved up. Then they trade back up with the Eagles to take Jalen Waddle. So they had their chance at Kyle Pitts and a chance at Jamar Chase. They opted not to do it, right? They opted to go with Jalen Waddle to give to a, his Alabama guy. That he wouldn't throw to. So they're trying everything to help the kid out. And it's not working. And it hasn't worked. 
You can't throw the ball down the field. You just can't. Everything is underneath. Quick slants. Everything underneath. Tight ends. Play action. That's it. You can't make those throws down the field. But now that pick is going to look even more egregious because basically you traded a two top five picks for a Jalen Waddle. So that's where this organization lies. So, so who cares how many picks you give up, Miami? You've had them over the last couple of years. You sold everything out. Get rid of the contracts, rehaul the roster, build through the draft. None of your draft picks are working. You had three first round picks, then you had two this past year. You've had five first-round picks the last two years. Then you gave one up after getting another one. And it's like, why? This trade for Deshaun Watson, call it a day. Who cares? You don't know how to draft anyways. And use your picks to their advantage anyway. So who cares? I'm not saying Jalen Wall is going to be a bad player, by the way. I think he's going to be a pretty damn good receiver in this league. He's shown that in the limited time here in the first few, few games. He, he can be a really good wide receiver. But anyways, two is not going to be a really great quarterback. If you're so scared about whatever happens to Sean Watson, have some insurance. I don't care. Just finalize the damn trade and get it over with. Because until it happens, trade deadline is less than a week away. Unless it happens, if it doesn't happen, then you're still screwed. Because you got a guy that nobody wants on your team. And you have to keep answering if it's Tua's answer or not. And you're going to keep falling. Losing. So, make it happen. Just do it. Get it over with. Tired of the rumors. All right. Let's get into that Thursday night football showdown. Green Bay Packers against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals undefeated at 7-0. Packers at 6-1. Big time NFC matchup. When you thought it was going to be like really, really great. And you look really look forward to it. Now, of course, Devontae Adams is on the COVID protocol, along with Alan Lazard. So Aaron Rodgers is without the two wide receivers, especially his main guy in Devontae Adams for the game. Can he overcome it? This is the matchup. I'm, hey, it can still happen because it's Aaron Rodgers and he's a bad man. <laughs> he's one of the best QBs in the league. He may be able to do it. But there's a certain other guy on the opposite sideline there, Ken Kyler Murray, He's playing at this all-time high MVP level. 2,000 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, 5 picks on the year. This Cardinals offense is averaging 32 a game. Will Green Bay's defense be able to slow him down? And I don't know. They're not that great on defense. They got, I mean, Kyler Murray is getting these veteran receivers. DeAndre Hopkins is still the best in the league. A.J. Green has been playing great. Christian Kirk's been playing great. They added Zach Ertz in the trade. He played great last week. Granted, it was the Texans, but it was his debut. National tight end day. Got him a little bit involved in the offense, you know. Now you add him with those guys. James Conner, Chase Edmonds in the backfield. Okay. A little decent one-two punts. But yeah, Kyler Murray. You can throw it anywhere. He has and can run. This offense is this. How are you really going to stop it? Um, but the Packers, I think, are going to have to rely heavily on the running game. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, those guys are going to have to run the ball and control the clock 
And because Aaron Rodgers is all his top weapons here. Not very many people to throw to the ball. I mean, who's going to throw to Robert Tunyon? And that's going to be his guy? The tight end? Like, this could be trouble for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's got a couple of guys he can get involved. Maybe is a you know, long-time mate there. Randall Cobb can get more involved in the offense now. Um, but Green Bay Packers going to the game. Can they still pull it off? If it's Aaron Rodgers, you got to give it a chance. But in this one now, without his big weapon, Devontae Adams and whatnot, I just don't think that Packers defense is going to slow down to Kyle and Murray either because this offense is on another level. And I'm still going to look forward to the game, still going to watch it all because it's football and NFL, man. You never know what can happen on any given Sunday. But on Thursday night football games, those are the ones where either one team plays bad, one team plays good usually. Um, so Thursday night football, you never know what could happen on Thursday night football either. What team's going to show what team's not. Bombing into the Arizona Cardinals. And so I think they were going to win this one and stay undefeated. Um, I expect Kyler Murray, maybe get another three touchdowns in this game. I expect D hop to probably get one. Um, in green Bay, Aaron Rodgers going to fall to six and two, which is not a bad thing. But I like the Arizona Cardinals in the game, and that's that. And that wraps up today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, we're available every Monday and Wednesday on all streaming platforms. So check us out. We stream live on the website, too, at feeltheheatentertainment.com. It's feeltheheatent.com. You can also check out our blog and merch store on there, too. And be sure to check us out on social media. At Feel the Heat Entertainment on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks again, you guys. Have a great week. Great weekend. Let's catch you all on Monday. Mm-hmm.